Hello and welcome to the UX Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Worthington. The goal of UX Hustle is to help UX designers design the career they love, maximizing the benefit of this multifaceted industry and strong community. We talk about what's really going on in UX and what it's like working in it and interview people that are actively navigating their careers and UX. We don't expect to have all the answers, but we do keep searching, keep listening, and learning. Because at the end of the day, you are the user of your career. Hello, and welcome to the UX Hustle podcast. So in the last couple weeks, for all of the solo episodes, we've been talking about how to change careers into UX. So in the first episode, we talked about what to do, how do you know if UX is the right career for you? And then in part two, we talked about, okay, I know that UX is the right place for me. How do I get all the skills I need to move forward? And then today we're talking about, all right, I got the UX skills. How do I get a job? (laughs) So you signed up for the bootcamp program, courses, YouTube channels. You have the freelance projects, hackathons, bootcamp projects, whatever it is you have. And now you're like, okay, Amanda, how do I reach the real goal getting a job? So, first things first, I walk you through each and every step of this in my self paced program, Land Your First UX Role. But I am going to share the process that I recommend and use in that program. But I am going to share the process that I recommend and use in that program so that you can get an idea of how and why you can do this yourself. If you're interested in learning more about Land Your First UX role, you can go to uxhustle.org slash first UX. And because you're a podcast listener, I'm giving you $100 off at checkout when you use code POD100, P-O-D-100 bringing the total for this six-week program to 297 But this is limited to the first 10 people that sign up using that code. So go run on over to uxhustle.org slash first-ux and claim your $100 off. So here are the steps that I use to break up getting a job. I have six steps. Networking, resume, interviewing, case studies, job search strategy, and portfolio. Now, other people may approach this totally differently, and you listening (laughs) might even disagree with me, and that's totally cool. That's great. I'd love to hear what you would rearrange, add, or remove, and what makes more sense to you. So for me, this order is really important. Certain things take time to perfect, iterate on, and you want to give yourself that time. And relationships are the biggest aspect of job searching that takes the longest amount of time. That's the thing you don't want to rush. (laughs) You you just don't. (laughs) And that's why I put networking first. This is something that you can start doing no matter where you're at in your UX career. We mentioned it even in the first episode in the series about talking with other UXers. (laughs) That's really what networking is. You're talking to other people. And It's also important to figure out how you like to talk about yourself, especially if you're a career changer. How do you talk about your change into UX? How do you talk with other people about your experience and your journey and where your career is going? 
And so that requires some reflection. Why, why are you doing this? <laughs> why is this important to you? And looking at all the different ways that you can network. There are in-person events now. There's online events you can attend. There's LinkedIn, there's Twitter, <laughs> there's Instagram. There's loads of ways that you can connect with other people. And in Landry First UX role, we talk about how to leverage all of those systems. But for you today, the most important aspect of that is just try things on. Introduce yourself. Try different ways of introducing yourself and telling your story. And ultimately, just get yourself out there. And do what you need to do to get yourself out there. You know, when I was in my UX boot camp, we would go to in-person meetups every week. And what really helped me was having accountability people with me that would help me actually show up to the event. You know, even when things would get in my way in my head, <laughs> like, I don't know where to park, or I don't know anybody there, or I don't know what I'm going to say, or what if there's no food? <laughs> I would figure out ways to strategically, I mean, I say strategically, it doesn't sound that strategic to bring a snack, but it is. It's intentional. It's proactive. It's knowing that those are the things that are going to get in my way from actually showing up and going to an event is if I'm hungry, if I'm thirsty, if I'm tired, if I don't know anybody. So how can you do those things that help you show up, actually show up, actually walk in the room, actually log into Zoom and be there and introduce yourself to people and meet and connect with other people and be able to maintain those relationships over time. Then the second step is your resume. Now, you might be like, Amanda, why is this so early? <laughs> Again, why, why is this so early? Well, your resume is one of those things that you actually have a lot of control over no matter where you're at. No matter where you're at, you're going to have things about your past career in your resume, or as I like to call it, your, your hype sheet, because that's what a resume should feel like. It should feel like you're hyping yourself up. And so... How do you showcase your past in your resume? How do you connect your past experiences, your past career to UX? And how do you how do you do that? And the reason this is so early is because you have you have those bullet points. You have those past experiences of your career and the earlier that you can connect the dots between your past career and UX, the better. Because that'll only serve you in even more in networking, in interviewing, in your job search strategy, in your portfolio, and in your resume. And your resume is kind of the first place that we do that. And we do it in a really, sorry people that love resumes, like boring way. <laughs> we do it with bullets. <laughs> we do it with bullets. And so you can really use this time to your advantage of accumulating a lot of different ways of saying what you want to say about your experience and having different versions of different bullets of different experiences of different jobs and titles that you've had so that you can try them on so that you can get feedback from other people so that you can apply any additional research that you're doing 
to what you've already put out there. So there's a lot of advantage to kind of front loading <laughs> your, your job search strategy around the things that take the longest, the things that you want to iterate on, the things that you want to make sure you get right. So again, to start, that's networking in your resume. Those are your foot in the door. Those are the relationships that you're building. That's your first impression. So how do we give ourselves enough time to iterate and make those the best they can be without giving us too much pressure to be perfect? Because spoiler, we're human. <laughs> so it's going to take us time and that's okay. It's going to take us time to really settle into thinking of ourselves as a UXer and what that means for us, even as we're going through a bootcamp or coursework or adding more projects to our portfolio and to our experience. Now on that same vein, the next step is interviewing. And again, you might be like, Amanda, why are we interviewing already? I don't even have a case study. And the reason is because it's more communication. It's what you have control over, regardless of the state of your project. Because that's the other thing. The reason these are the first three steps is because I don't want anyone coming to me and saying, oh, but I that project isn't slotted to be done for another two weeks. Well, okay, that's fine. Let's work on these other things. Let's work on relationships. Let's work on your communication. Let's work on how you're connecting your past experience to UX so that we can make that as crisp and clean and clear as possible. Because your project, your project is your project. We'll figure that out in the next step. <laughs> but being a good communicator, being able to talk about yourself. And, and that's the other thing. Like I'm talking a lot about talking <laughs> about communicating about externally communicating but the real challenge in this is your internal view of yourself of seeing yourself as a uxer and giving yourself the evidence to support that you are a uxer that you belong here that you're that you're on your way that you're on this career path and that takes time. That's not something we want to rush because we want to get your internal communication with yourself, right? So that you can communicate this more effectively with other people. Because the first person you're convincing in a job, in a job is yourself, is yourself. Then you talk to the hiring managers. Then you talk to the design team. But first you need to convince yourself. And these first three steps of confident networking, your resume hype sheet, and interviewing is where we really get clear on that, where we can tweak and learn and evolve and iterate on our stories, on the way we talk about ourselves, on our bullets about our past experience. So it's really giving us that opportunity to do that. So that's the first half. <laughs> I have six steps. Those are the first three. Confident networking, resume slash hype sheet, and interviewing. 
Because we're talking about all things career change today, I wanted to share one of my favorite resources. During my career change into UX, affirmations were my favorite way to instill confidence and keep imposter syndrome at bay. During my coursework, job search, and even once starting my first UX role, affirmations were an important part of my daily practice. And so I went through all my past notebooks and compiled the 50 must-have affirmations to help you land your first UX role and supercharge your job search. You can get them by going to uxhustle.org affirmations. Again, that's uxhustle.org affirmations for the 50 must-have affirmations to help you land your first UX role and supercharge your job search. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Then we get into case study extravaganza, (laughs) which is talking about how to structure your case study. So you want to take time with your case studies and with your projects to be able to tell the story of the project that you worked on, your role in it, provide the context needed, and really showcase that you can do the work. I did the work, look at it. Here's why we did what we did. Here's what we learned through each phase of the UX process. Here's how I got better at these different methods. And here's the result. Take the time with your case study. And if you need help with your case study, please reach out. I talk about this. In the past, I've done a three-day workshop series called Camp Case Study, which is also included in Land Your First UX Role. And we dive really deep (laughs) into all the different parts of your case study and how to structure it in a way that supports your storytelling and supports you in a way that showcases your work beyond just a checklist of here's what I did. Because that's what is really important is you want, when you think about a case study, the point of a case study is to show what it's like to work with you, to prove that you have done the work And here is how you have done the work and showcase the challenges that you overcame through that and what you learned through using the UX process. So that's a really important step because that's really the proof in the pudding. (laughs) The here's the work that I did. Here's me being a UXer. Here's me doing the work. The fifth step is your job search strategy. So we have all these pieces that we've put together or that we've been working on over time. And your job search strategy is really looking at, okay, you're, you're getting ready to apply to jobs now. What kind of job do you want? <laughs> what kind of companies do you want to work at? What industries? What's really important to you? What's important that you, that you have? What's important that you don't have? And really defining what your career non-negotiables are. I think that we all have things that are important to us in our careers, and it's important to write those things down. And what I love about having career non-negotiables, which could be things like, I only want to work fully remote, or I don't want to work in these certain industries that don't align with my values. And those can be really black and white. Those can be things that you can tell from a job description, that you can tell from going to a company's website. But there are other aspects that 
you can't tell from a job description. You can't tell from the company website. You can only know by asking and talking with humans, whether that's people that are on the design team, whether that's in an interview, talking and working with the hiring manager, having a great job search strategy, being really clear on what it is that you're looking for and what you need to know about a company in order to know if it's a good fit for you or not, helps you ask better questions in the interview, helps you ask questions that really help you get the answer that you're looking for, whether that's yes or no, and ask things in a creative and respectful way that allows you to know, you know, what is this person's hiring management style like? What is this team dynamic like? How do they, how do they handle conflict? And then a job search strategy also includes keeping track of things. It's keeping track of the connections that you have, the contacts at different companies, the applications that you've submitted and the status of where you're at in those processes. And that can be really overwhelming, but when you have a system in place, whether that's in Asana or Trello or a spreadsheet or Notion, keeping track of those things can also give you a lot of reassurance that you know where everything is and you know where you're standing. It can also help you reflect on any gaps that you might have. Are there gaps where, you know, I've submitted my resume to X many places and I haven't heard back from any. Okay, how long has it been? Do we need to tweak your resume? Do we need to, you know, get on a call with someone to review your resume? Or is there something in your resume that you already know you need to tweak? Knowing in your job search strategy, having it set up in a way that shows you where the issues are as plainly as possible enables you to make changes, to iterate, to know where the problem is so that you can resolve it and have a more effective job search experience. Because there are only so many things in your control. Who you know, who you're talking to, your resume, your portfolio, your interviewing, and based on what the results you're getting throughout those job search processes, that can tell you the areas that you need to improve, the areas that you need to tweak or refine or get some feedback on so that you can move forward more clearly. Because then finally, we have your portfolio site. And the reason I put your portfolio last <laughs> in this list is because it's really an accumulation of your case studies in the most basic sense. Like you definitely want to have your UX portfolio showcase a bit about you, a bit about your experience. I love being able to know where you are right now, how you got here and where you're going in your career. What are the kinds of things that you're looking for? I like being able to see clear information architecture in your portfolio site. And this really is the accumulation of all the talking about yourself that we've been doing in that first, those first three steps. 
at this point, you'll have refined that, you'll have figured that out and figured out a really great way of talking about yourself as a UXer and knowing how to present yourself that way in your portfolio. With a portfolio, people get really hung up on, you know, what platform should I use? Do I even need one? Shouldn't my case studies be enough? And all of that is, all of that is valid. <laughs> all of that is true. You can, there's tons of different platforms out there. I use Webflow. I, I love using Webflow. And I know that there's a higher learning curve and there's challenges with that, but I really have loved using it for websites and especially for portfolios. You can build one in Notion. You can build one in Figma. I've seen a few. Um, the only thing with that is it's usually not responsive. So keep that in mind, especially if you're applying for roles that say they're looking for someone that can handle responsive design. Wix, Squarespace, all of those. And there's tons of templates, tons of options out there for how to build your UX portfolio. One of the questions I get a lot is, yeah, but how do I stand out? And to be honest, that's a really big question <laughs> and really depends on the person because we don't want to stand out for the sake of standing out. We want to stand out because of your unique skills and strengths and experiences. And being able to present that in a portfolio that speaks to who you are and where you're going in your career is a really powerful question. And something that I believe through going through the steps that I outlined here in this order, networking, resume, interviewing, case study, job search, UX portfolio, you're able to get clear on that over time so that the answer to that question is clear for you. Because in a lot of ways, you won't know how to stand out or how to present yourself until you get clear on why you already do stand out. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. I mean, because truly how, how you're already standing out, how your experiences and what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're bringing to this industry uniquely from your experience and from your strengths and your perspective, that's, that's a special sauce. That's what's really interesting. That's what's really important. That's what I want to see presented on a portfolio. So again, those are my six steps <laughs> to work through getting a job in UX. And Again, we're starting with some things that take some time with building relationships with people, with learning how to talk about yourself, with connecting your past experience to UX, and then figuring out how to present the work that you've done and get clear on the kinds of roles and companies and industries that you want to work in. So if you want to take this to the next level, if you want to just like come with me for six weeks as I go with you on this journey of going through these steps together please check out Land Your First UX Role. Go sign up at uxhustle.org slash first dash UX and use code POD100, P-O-D-100, to get $100 off at checkout if you're in the first 10 people that sign up using that code. So you'll get that six-week program with a Slack channel and community with all the people that have gone through this program before you. 
as well as access to me with any questions and updates that you get through this program as I get more examples, projects, questions that I'm able to continue to add and accumulate in this program, you'll get access to those all for $297. So again, uxhustle.org slash first dash UX. If you have any questions about this episode, about the podcast, about land your first UX role or anything else, please reach out and email me at amanda at uxhustle.org. Or you can find me on Instagram at Amanda M. Worthington. And of course, on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to this episode of the UX Hustle podcast. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with future episodes, make sure to hit the follow button or the plus on our page. If you loved this episode, then leave us a review on iTunes to let us know. And I'd love to stay connected with you. Yes, you. So take a moment to add me, Amanda Worthington, on LinkedIn and on Instagram at Amanda M. Worthington and at The UX Hustle. Message me and say, hey, connecting from The UX Hustle podcast and let me know what you loved about this episode. You can also head over to uxhustle.org to hear about any free events or programs we have available to help you uplevel your UX career, no matter where you are on your career journey. So until next time, keep hustling.